0: Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the world famous, the one, the only, pod Squad! And, and this is me, uh, Rob, with you. As always, welcoming you to another episode. I hope everyone's had a fantastic Halloween. You can have been very busy over the half term, running lots of online sessions and culminating in a glorious Zoom Halloween party. And uh, lots of fun was had by all. Not to mention two Pod Squad Halloween episodes, which we've had some fantastic feedback about. So feel free to share them around because we're always looking for new and young members to contribute to making new content for the Pod Squad. But what have we got coming up this week? Well, first of all, our two favourite gits are back. Now which Gits are they, may you ask? Well, of course, it's the grumpy old Gits in a charming little episode called The Grumpy Old Gits Steal a Car. Hmm. Featuring Meg Price as a sat-nav with an attitude. Hmm. Interesting. After that, Jake Sawyer's Yukon's own, of course, Gets an introduction to goalball by the South Wales Goalball Club. It's a thoroughly inclusive sport for anyone. But first, the grumpy old gits steal a car. I must lock up. I must lock the car now. I must must lock the
1: car. Welcome to the Cardiff City Football Ground. The match between Chelsea and the home team has just finished and a very disheartened crowd are leaving the stadium. Two especially are not very happy. The grumpy old gits, Alex and Max, are standing outside.
2: Well, that was absolute pants. We played well. We lost. It doesn't matter how well we played, we lost. And Chelsea, it has to be said, had one player on the pitch that cost the club more than it cost Cardiff for the whole team. Ridiculous. You can't compete with all that well i enjoyed it well you would wouldn't you it doesn't take much to entertain you a bag of salt and vinegar a beaded abacus and your anybody's come on i'm getting cold let's go home oh the bus station's quite a bit away alex can we get a taxi a taxi A taxi? I'm not made of money. Look at my pockets. Empty. No money. I've lost my wallet. That's your fault, that is. Why is it my fault? It's your wallet. You always have money. Yes, and you know why that is. Would you like me to tell you why? Well, I'll tell you why. You can't be trusted. You'd lose your own head if it wasn't screwed on. Yeah, but it wasn't me who lost your wallet. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. You'd made me lose it. Me? Yes, you. And don't you come all the innocent with me. I have to be responsible for everything. If I didn't take responsibility, where would we be, eh? Answer me that. You'd probably still have your wallet. Have you got any money, Max? I've got enough to get his own. Do you want to give it to me to look after? I'm perfectly capable of looking after me own money, thank you very much. I know. The last time you paid for anything, we'd just gone decimal.
1: The grumpy old gits are at the bus station, and for the last ten minutes have been trying to get on a bus home. What do you mean we can't get
2: on the bus? Look, I'll explain it again, shall I? Due to this pandemic, I am only allowed to take on board an allocated number of passengers. As you can see, I have a full quota, therefore enabling me to deny you access. If we hold our breath, will you let us on then? Do I look stupid? I don't know. You tell me.
0: Look, I haven't got time to listen to you dribbling on. I have a schedule to keep. Stand back, please. I'm closing the door.
2: What time's the next pass? In an hour. An hour? An hour? It's ridiculous. It's bureaucracy gone mad. Alex? What?
1: It's raining.
2: That's it. I've had enough. Come on, let's steal a car.
1: The two grumpy old gits are walking the streets and trying to open car doors without success.
2: Oh, these cars are all locked. Of course they're all locked. It's to keep them from being stolen by the likes of you and me. And we're not stealing this one here. Why not? It's French. So? Brexit, mate. We're looking for something Welsh. Here we are, perfect!
3: It's a Toyota.
2: Yes, but made on this side. Close enough. And it's got a Welsh number plate, hasn't it? And the keys are still in the ignition. A lucky day, I think. Come on, get in. Alex. What? There's someone in it. What? Where? In the back seat. It looks like an old lady. Excuse me, old lady. What? Can we borrow your car? Buzz off! Well, that wasn't very nice, was it? No, Max. She was very rude. Excuse me, old lady.
1: My name is Enid. Now, for the second time, buzz off!
2: Enid? That's a nice name. Never mind her name. Now, listen here, Enid.
4: No, you listen.
2: Third and last time, buzz off! Ah! Pepper spray! My eyes! Run, Max! Run! Max! Come back! What? What do you think you're doing? Running away, like you said! Aren't you forgetting something? No, what? Me, you idiot! Oh, yes! Come on, Alex. Stop! Listen, can you hear that? Ooh. What is it? That's music, my old son. Coming from that car over there. Come on. Unlocked. People never learn, do they? Always lock your car doors. You can't trust anyone nowadays. Climb in. Well, Max, my old son, this is far better than catching the bus, isn't it? I mean, we've got leather seats, heated, I may add, six gears, and by the looks of it, Enough petrol to get us home. What do you think of that? I don't like the choice of music, Alex. You're not wrong there, mate. But we can do something about that, can't we? How about some 80s? What the, what's wrong with this thing? Oh, it's that modern stuff again, Alex. It's horrible. I know, mate. Dreadful stuff. But I can't shut the thing off. It keeps coming back to this channel. Come on, Max. Get out. We can't listen to this rubbish. I refuse to listen to anything released after 1990. What's wrong with people these days? Oh, hang on. I like the look of that car. Come on, Max. Honestly, what's the point in having locks if you don't use them?
4: This is a nice car.
2: It feels new. It is new, Max. I think it's one of those newfangled electric jobs. Check out the dashboard. Screens, buttons and everything. What do you think of that? Wow! And it's got start-nav as well! It's got everything, my friend. Do you want me to use the sat Max? Oh, yes, please. Let me just key in our address. Uh, and voila. Hello. Wow.
1: Go straight ahead for 200 meters. At the next roundabout, take the first exit, then turn left, now.
2: Good, isn't it?
1: Go straight ahead for 200 metres, then turn left, now.
2: No, hang on, it's right.
1: No, it's left.
2: I beg your pardon?
1: You heard?
2: Alex, what's going on? Don't worry, Max. It's just a glitch.
1: I beg your pardon. I am not a glitch. Hang on a minute.
2: The car's turning on its own. What's going on? Alex, we're going the wrong way. Get out of the car, Max. Now! Excuse me, what's going on?
1: I've locked the car doors.
2: Why have you locked the car doors?
1: Because you are both very naughty boys.
2: Alex. I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting a little frightened now. Don't worry, mate. I'll switch it off and take the key out of the ignition.
1: Go on. Try it.
2: Hang on a minute. I've just pulled that key out and we're still going. It's that blinking sat-nav! Oh, I don't like this one bit. This car has a mind of its own. I want to go home. We should never have taken this car in the first place. Pull yourself together, man. What's the matter with you? It's just an electrical malfunction. It'll sort itself out now in a minute. I've probably just pressed the wrong button. Besides, when could you ever rely on a woman to give you directions? I beg your pardon. You should. Alex. Hang on, Max. I'm talking. But Alex... Shut up, man. Now, you listen here, Mrs Satnav. Call yourself a map. I can get from Cardiff to Aberdeer with my eyes closed. Who needs you? Alex, we're not on our way to Aberdeer. What do you mean we're not on our way to... You have
1: arrived safely at your destination. Park Prison. Enjoy your... Onward
4: journey.
0: The Grumpy Old Gits was narrated by Emily Gate. Carolyn Price and Bernie Latham played the Gits. Kyle Gibson was the bus driver. Kyla Smith was Enid. And Meg Price played the Satnav. Next up, here's Jake's introduction to goalball. Spoiler alert! Turns out Meg's not a sat-nav after all.
3: Hi, everyone. My name's Jake Sawyers. I'm here for the You Can pod squad. And I am currently with some members from the South Wales uh, Goalball Club. And basically, we're going to have a little bit of a chat about what Goalball is because I've realised that I know absolutely nothing about it.
1: Hi. Yeah, I'm Meg. Um, I'm from Aberdeer. Um, and I've been playing goalball since 2012. So that's,
4: oh no maths, um, that's eight years. I'm gwen and I've <coughs> been playing goalball for a couple of years. I'd never heard about it either, Jake. Um, I went with my uh, daughters to a um, in-sports day where you can try out lots of inclusive or disability sports. Um, which happens every year It's a fantastic event, um, and there was someone there from Gold doing taster sessions, and they were just so friendly and charismatic and energetic. You know that we just got we just got drawn in, and since then we've been hooked. Me and my daughter, so we try and go along as as often as we can to the sessions.
5: Hi, I'm Graham. Um, I've been doing goalball since about 2012. I'm originally from Cumbria and for until last year, I was on and off plane for uh, the Nottingham Sheriffs um, and then I've joined them with the goalball here in South Wales last year.
3: Amazing. Thanks, guys. So, goalball, I'm, uh, you know, severely sight impaired. I was born with my sight impairment and I remember my only recollection of goalball, really, was a very short taster session I had in school when I was very young. Um, Total honesty, I'm not much of a sports person in general. So could could somebody just pretend I'm an alien from another planet and just describe to me what goalball is? Because I don't think many people have heard of it.
1: Goalball is an inclusive team sport, and it's like most other sports, where the winner is the team that scores the most goals. And something I really do like about it is that... um, It was originally designed and created for visually impaired participants to play um, because originally it was to help rehabilitate uh, blinded veterans from the second world war. So my point is that, you know, it's not a sport that was adapted from something else to allow that sport to be inclusive and accessible. Um, Goalball is, you know, we're basically playing a game almost, you know, how it was originally designed Okay, so if you imagine a court in front of you,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: on each end of the court there's a team, and each team consists of three players. So the, the slight twist of goalball ball is that every player on court must be blindfolded.
3: Okay, so anyone yeah. can play it really. You just need to Yes. That.
1: Because as I said, it was originally designed for a VI participant, but because the blindfold allows a uh, level playing field, as mm-hmm. we'll say. Um, you know, you can be at a um, at a club level. You can have no sight, you have a bit of sight, or you can be absolutely, you know, twenty twenty full vision. Doesn't matter because when you're on court, mate, <laughs> bye bye sight. Yeah, uh, obviously
3: <laughs> if you're visually impaired, there's such a degree of visual impairment that you know. I think mm-hmm. having blindfolds does, like you say, make that complete level playing
1: field. Absolutely, and. Uh, the whole court is tactile. So the court is made up of um, string that's taped on, down onto the floor to secure it. So it's in place, so it's not going to move. And also through the tape, you can feel that string. So uh, that's how you get around the court, how you, move, how you move around. So for example, if I'm lost on court, which has happened many times in my life, um, <laughs> I can either feel a line and be like, ah, right, this is, you know, the... The front line, and therefore, you know, you know, Jake, how um, I've you said before, you know, you have this mental map in your head, so you know where you are. Therefore, you can work out how to get where you need to be. Yeah. Um, so, you know, oh, this is the front line. Therefore, to get to my playing position, I need to go this way. Great. Or if that doesn't work, because one, maybe you're really quite disorientated. Or, you know, uh, maybe you're a a complete beginner. You can just turn to your team. I said, it's a team sport. So you can turn to your team, be like, "Uh, help, I'm lost. And hopefully if it's a nice team, they're going to make a noise or they're going to say, yeah, I'm here or you need to go this way, you know, and you work as a team to get you back into the playing position that you need to be.
5: I just I just add on what, with what Meg said there, like it, the, what she's just brought up about, like the communication with the team and that. That's really like a key part of it with goalball ball, and that to be able to like communicate with the team to get around, but also for to know where where the ball is at at the court and things to so, like let your team mates know. And um, like the person in the center, for instance, might show coming on the left, and the left person would then defend, for instance. So like communication is really key, like for go ball
1: absolutely it's definitely one of the key skills you need yeah um so with um scoring the goals because you need score goals to win um you know uh if you imagine um when you're bowling an underarm throw okay so uh, in your default position you're crouched on the floor and when the ball is in your possession you would stand up and then do your underarm throw towards your opponents. Hopefully it will pass the opponents and into the goal that's situated behind the team. Then communication comes into it even more. Then when obviously that now it's our turn to defend. So the opponents have the ball. So they're going to be doing this, what I've explained, but back yes. towards us. Um, and something to mention, I forgot to say, sorry, is there are three bells inside a goal ball? So uh,
3: it, 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 you can
1: hear it. Because I can't see the wall. So yeah, you need to be listening out where that ball is. So to defend, when they throw it towards us, for example, you know, if um, Gwen in the center position and she's heard the ball is coming on her left side, she will go from this um, default crouching position and Gwen will dive to her left. Uh, because in goalball, we use our own body as a barrier. So oh. she's going <laughs> to yeah, so dive to the left so that she is then on her side and she's going to stretch out as much as possible as we call it long and strong in goalball and that ball will then hopefully hit her her arm, her stomach, her chest um yeah sorry guys it might hit any part (laughs) of your body um there is equipment
4: available it's a pretty hard ball and if it hits you in a (laughs) sensitive area you know, you need to be quite tough for this game. Yeah,
3: I was going to ask you. <laughs> gonna... Out of context, that sounds horrible, Meg. You were like, hopefully, the ball will hit her stomach or her face or her arm.
1: Yes. When I uh, first heard about Go Ball, a friend told me, uh, explained a little bit about it to me. And I turned to her and said, So you want me to get more blind and have someone throw a ball at me?
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't, I don't think so. Um, But anyway, yeah, I was tricked into it and it was love at first sight. Yeah. Yeah.
4: (laughs) At first jingle, love at first jingle. jingle. It's such an adrenaline rush because you don't know that that ball is coming towards you and you can potentially, you know, be quite painful or you can, you know, grab the ball quickly and get it back in play it's so exciting
5: the thing uh, is if it like if it hits you as well the fact of like if it bounces off you so that you don't like lose where the ball's gone on the court and um, you then have to like react right away even if you've been hit to try and then like get the ball and like make sure that like it stays in play and that too so it's quite like um as going i'm saying like quite adrenaline like pumping that way too in terms of like mm-hmm. your reactions
3: yeah, and I think as bl- as blind and visually impaired people as well, we're we're not often put out of our comfort zones um intentionally. We're put out of our comfort zones a lot in general life without our permission. But I think, you know, when you can choose the risks you take
1: uh,
4: mm-hmm.
3: with goal ball, you know, that's that's a nice thing to do to be able to take that controlled risk.
1: Yeah, and to be honest with you, when when because I'm more of a defender than I'm a shooter. Um One thing that I've always said and I've always brought into goalball is I've been injured. We were actually just talking about this on our social. I've been injured so many times where you walk into lampposts, you fall down stairs, whatever it is. could be funny, it could be serious, but I really think that's helped me to not be afraid of the ball because I've, thankfully, unless unless I'm against a Paralympian or something, I've thankfully never been afraid of the ball. And to me, how I think about it is if I'm If I've got a bruise on my forearm, that's my war wound. I saved the ball. I will go to an opponent, you know, a team, um, an opposing team. And I'll be like, well done, guys. By the way, thanks for this bruise. You know, when you tried to do a penalty, I (laughs) saved it. See, proof
4: (laughs) right there, you know. Visually impaired people are tough cookies. You know, we have to go through daily struggles. We have to go through surgery, you know, lampposts appearing from nowhere. So, not much phases us, I don't think, really. Mm. Mm. Especially when we've got that control.
1: There is a training ball that we use for younger children or, or novice players. So it's foam, so it's a little bit smaller, um, and it, but it is a lot softer. So we will build you up to it. So once you're happy with that ball, then we will slowly introduce you to the tournament goal ball. Um, so yeah, it's not like we just chuck you in the deep, deep end. Unless I think you've got a potential, then I might. But uh, <laughs> so the training yeah. ball is
3: form, and uh, what's the the competitive ball? In in compared to like a piece of fruit, like a watermelon or something, how big is it?
1: <laughs> they normally describe it as the size of a basketball.
3: Okay, yeah, I, th-
1: I thought it'd be about that size. Mm. and it's uh, it's like hard rubber I can't remember the exact materials like volcanic rubber or something mm. but yeah sometimes the ref will help by helping to slow the ball down a bit or something as well so you know they might just hit you know uh, use their foot to slow uh, the, the power of the shot so then when it does get you it's not as powerful a hit as it would have been if you see what I mean so there's always somebody supporting you and helping you to ensure that you're not scared away
5: mm-hmm. in in terms of matches as well like uh, nationally and things as well the um the, there are different levels to the sport too um in terms of like novice intermediate and advanced um so like you wouldn't be kind of straight thrown into the deep end with somebody who's like um, an advanced player who um mm. can throw the ball really hard at you anyway you'd be at somebody at kind of your starting level
3: so um back to the communication element which i think is really interesting is it quite a talky sport? So is there always talking going on? Because obviously, if you can't see anyone, you know, you can't pick up on those visual cues. Is there a lot of talking going on on the court?
5: There's a fair amount. Um, obviously, for when you're having a shot taken at you, um, you prefer to be a bit quieter so that you can hear the ball coming towards you and yeah. that. And there's ru- there's rules about like when you can talk during the match and things. Anyway, um, but yeah, like. When you've got the ball, for instance, you'll tend to like kind of be communicating with each other uh, to find like find where you are, where the other players are, like maybe to pass the ball to another player to shoot instead of yourself. Um, yeah, th- there is like a fair bit of talk and communication wise. But then so it's a mixture of both really that and kind of also like listening as well. So so like the, the crowd, like uh, who'd be watching, uh, they'd all be quiet, for instance
1: there's actually potential that your team can be penalised for something the spectators have done in goalball. Oh. So if, for example, um, you know, if you've thrown the ball and the spectator's going, yes, well done, make a lot of noise so the opposing team can't hear, your team will get a penalty. There's a point in the throw where after that point you have to be quiet, you can't say anything, because yeah, if you it's do, something. it's called a noise penalty. And in GoBo, when you get a penalty say um I made a noise therefore it was my fault I did it so therefore um Graham and Gwen and if they were my team would have to go off court and I would have nine meters of court to uh defend on my own which also oh, is much wow. harder
3: yes.
1: yeah yeah <laughs> so you don't want to give away penalties
5: no I don't think I do <laughs> the um the other thing with it is that for noise you can use it tactically as well. Uh, so if you're shooting, for instance, like similar to like football with like free kicks, where you might have two people be there to take the kick, one might jump over the ball and the other then kick it. Um, like with a goal ball, it's like you might pass somebody the ball so that the other team doesn't thinks you've still got it, but the other person has it instead. You might like do a fake run up maybe. And then the other person, like, throw the ball from, like, their area. Um, and so, like, it might be, like, that kind of thing in terms of trying to trick the other team noise-wise, too. Whereas Meg says, like, yeah. after, after, a, after a certain point, you have to kind of be quiet when, like, once the ball's released.
3: So I have, I'm not, not hearing of other sports that are so sound-orientated. Like you said, you can use it for your advantage. You can be penalised for it. I think that's quite an interesting mm-hmm. concept. How many goals do I have to score, then, until I've won? Is my question?
4: There's a time limit for each um, round. It's normally two halves. So basically, whoever sp- scores the most, isn't it? At the end, I think you've got to be. Is it two above the the other team, Megan? I can't remember now. Yeah, there's either um, when you get to the end of the
1: game when the timer's finished. You know, if you're ahead, then you've won. You know, if you're five four, you've won. But there's also something called mercy. So if your team is 10 goals in front, if I remember right. So, yeah, if it's like 10 nil, it doesn't matter if it's two minutes into the game or 10 minutes into the game. It The game would just automatically finishes. So, Jake, if you go up on court and automatically scored 10 goals <laughs> and didn't let anything past us then you'd have won us a game in like a minute.
5: <laughs> <laughs> which is which is obviously a bit embarrassing, but for the other teams, to would be 10 goals down compared to the other one. Uh,
4: uh, I like your optimism yeah. for me, Meg. <laughs> you were saying, Jake, that you weren't particularly sporty in school, weren't you? A yeah. lot of VI people think they're not sporty because the sport that is introduced to them in school is just not accessible. Mm-hmm. But it's not that. It's the opportunities that we get. So a lot of people get into goalball maybe later on and they're like, oh, hang on, I am sporty because I'm really good at this. One of the guys that is on Team GB now, Joe Roper, he only got into goalball quite late in his teens. And now he's like super fit. He's on Team GB. So they're trying to qualify for the Olympics and everything. Before he started doing goalball, he, he didn't think he was a sporty guy. And now he's like, you know, an elite athlete. So
3: I say I wasn't sporty. I did a, I did a lot of disability sport when I was younger. I went to Stoke Mandeville to the National Junior Games. So I, I was actually quite sporty when I think about it. But then when I think about PE and all the opportunities I couldn't do in mm. school, it does put you off. So you are so, so right there. It is yeah, less about you being a sports person and more about the opportunities that are presented to you and my last question I think is if I wanted to get involved in ball, how would I go about it or if anyone else wanted to get involved
4: I was say well Megan is like probably you, you're the organiser normally aren't you, you're pretty good like that we, we try and meet up as often as we can and we're trying to increase how many times we meet up because lockdown has put a bit of a stop to that at the moment but um, we're looking into having a a more permanent venue and more regular classes, aren't we? Sort of taster sessions.
1: Yeah, so I guess the first step would be possibly to look on the Ball UK website because um, they've got lots of information, etc. And, you know, it'll tell you the, all the club details. Um, so you can look for your nearest club and how to get in contact with them. You can email southwalesgoalball at gmail.com. Or even easier than that, actually, what am I talking about? The social media. So literally just, uh, you know, find our Facebook page, software's Ball, um, or our Twitter account and just send a message. Just say, yeah, yeah, wouldn't mind giving this weird thing a go. And then uh, I'm the one you'll get through to. And I'll respond going, yes, excellent, exciting. And then we'll just communicate. Um, and I'll let you know about, you know, when there's either a virtual session happening of some nature or, um, obviously, I'll be, I update people on like physical side of, you know, hoping to uh, start holding face-to-face training drills or sessions of some nature. But what I love is we have our own young family, uh, quote young family, because uh, we have Gwen and you play with both your daughters, don't you, on a team sometimes. So that you've got a whole team right there as a family unit. There's a couple of families that play goal Ball if they've got it inherited. Mm-hmm. In other clubs as well, it's not, there's not loads of them, but there are some clubs that do have a whole family that go on and play together. I think that's really nice. The goalball allows a whole family, and it doesn't matter if you're visually impaired or not, um, to just come together and play the same sport. Um,
5: I think that's really good as well, especially if like the children are shy or something like mm-hmm. that. It, like they can come along with the parents, and the parents can kind of give them a hand to kind of try and enjoy it um, and kind of like a little bit of a push to kind of get involved. Um, so yeah, it's really nice that like families can all do mm-hmm. it together.
4: And and also, obviously, uh, women and men, girls and boys. You know, it's yeah, it's mixed as well which a lot of other sports, you know, are not. So Google
3: Goalball UK if you want to find out more. Thank you very much, uh, Graham, Gwen and Meg. Um, We will see you next time. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
0: And thank you very much to the South Wales Goalball Club for that. Well, that's all we've got time for in this episode of The Pod Squad. But stay tuned for our Christmas content because we've got lots of festive shenanigans coming up. And remember... If you want to get in touch, email us at podsquad at ucanproductions.org. That's podsquad at ucanproductions.org. Stay safe, everyone. But most of all, stay warm.
4: Oi! Turn it up, love!